is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He gets the snap. He wants to throw it. Late rush. He throws it down the field. Intercepted at the 30. 25-20. Minka Fitzpatrick goes into the end zone for the Pittsburgh. Well, we got a marker down on the play, so hold on. There is no foul on the play. Ruling on the field is a touchdown. And this crowd is stunned with the Minka Fitzpatrick interception for the score. How are you maybe today most different from the way you were in week one? Um, just healthier, one, and I'm not coming off of an appendix surgery, and I'm just going to be smarter with the ball. I'm not going to throw four interceptions. That's uh, that's an outlier for me, so uh, that's my plan going in. <laughs> oh, Max, where's Joey yeah. Porter when you need him? If anybody could take that guarantee and turn it into something where it turns into a chip on your shoulder, it's JP. Joey Porter could get turn that thing around and make it sound like a guaranteed win. You need him right now. I got to tell you something. Joe Burrow's coming in into this game, into Acrisure. It's going to be exciting, but when he's guaranteed, he's not going to throw four. Come on, give me something. Well, I mean, listen, listen. I guess, I guess if you're not going to throw four. I'm fine with that because, you know, two will do just fine. <laughs> I mean, let, let's not be greedy. Let's not be greedy here, Wolf. Right. right? I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. let, let's, let, let, let's, let's not shoot for the moon. I get it. You're better second time around. The, what you want to do is cut your mistakes in half. So half is only two. And we know <laughs> that all we need is one because you're 0-3 when you do throw one. You know what I'm saying? That's so, it. Owen three, just, baby. You know, I'm just a couple of couple of numbers doing a little numerology there for you early in the morning. Get the juices flowing since we're behind, so we got to kick kickstart some of these synapses. That's true. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm glad he said that. I, I would have hated for him to say, "Well, I'm expecting the same thing as last time." It's like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like well. Uh, <laughs> Somebody needs to go check old Joey Burrow out for uh, that Gatorade bottle. I'm not sure if that's Gatorade in there. He came in and said that. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Think about it. Two plays into the, the 2022 season, you throw a pick six. That's a way to kickstart the Steelers' defense. Um, hopefully, Mink is going to be back. But there were, what, four interceptions and, and one fumble there, five turnovers, seven sacks. There was Ooh. a whole lot of good stuff going on for the Steelers. And can they – can they reimagine that and do it again? Listen, I, I'm just hoping for half that. Once again, I'm just going <laughs> you're for not half. Greedy. That's right, because you, you're not, not a greedy I'm guy. I'm not greedy. I'm not greedy. And listen, you know, when we're thinking about it, that's all we need to technically win. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, right. like, if we just get three and a half sacks, two interceptions, you know. We'll, we'll, we'll take a, a forced fumble, but they recover it. You know what I'm saying? But it just backs them up. You know, I'll take those. Yeah, <laughs> a, a good day. That's a good day. Clean sheet. I'll take it. You know, but, I mean, the, the, the question is really going to be, you know, is Jamar Chase going to be healthy? Because I think that has also – Yes. That's also a big factor. If yes. it's just Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, I feel like that's more manageable for our secondary, right. no matter how the health is. But if you add Jamar Chase in, then it's like, okay, we need guys to be healthy, right? 
you start you start you start you start trying to go kiss the blarney stone right yeah. and you start start find, looking for four leaf clovers for some luck if uh, all three are healthy um you know i think their offensive line has gotten better but i still think there's definitely opportunities there especially having tj there right um you know at that position and I, I know Joe Mixon is a beast, but I would love, you know, hopefully Miles Jack is back healthy and everything. I thought Miles had a really good game against Joe Mixon. Yes. Um, so, so you'd love to have him there. But, yeah, I mean, it's really going to come down to execution. Um, they're, they're in our home turf. And, you know, I remember my history with the Bengals where, literally, Wolf, there was like a stretch where we couldn't win in our own stadiums. Mm-hmm. We could go win right. in their stadium. And they would come over and win in ours, but we couldn't. We could never secure home advantage um, either. For for I want to say it was like a three or four year span. It was pretty crazy. Um, but I'm hoping that trend does not appear here. Hopefully, we can, like I said, we can deal the broomstick to them, as opposed to them dealing the broomstick to us a year ago. Hopefully, we remember that from from last year that they absolutely, you know, embarrassed us. Um, second time around. Yep. And I'm hoping that we, we, we return that favor in kind and gently deliver them a broom to let them know that they got swept. You know, I, I again, I go back to where's Joey Porter when you need him? There's there's yeah. so much here that JP, I know he'd step out. I know he'd be saying some stuff, getting everybody riled up because that's just what he did, and there was no better at it. But I look at this, Max, one of the first things I look at is this offensive line. You know, it's the same offensive line that started the season, really. And the, the fact is they, they gave up, what, 30 sacks, but 13 of them the first two weeks – all right, now they've settled yeah. down over the last, what, several weeks. Now it's down to 17 sacks. But this is a line that still can be had. This is a line that even when they're on their men, they can be driven back, create that well around Joe Burrows. They're going to need it because you're going to have to – you need four-man pressure to deal with the triumvirate of Jamar Chase and, and uh, T. Higgins and uh, Tyler Boyd. You know what I'm talking about. This is going to be an imperative on the on the front four to get pressure and get in Joe's face. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that that is that is goal number one, two, and possibly three. Um, <laughs> pressure, 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 Joe Burrow. And pressure. But he says he yeah. guarantees he won't throw four interceptions. Once again, you know, I appreciate that, you know, because <laughs> that, that gives us a lot of wiggle room. You know what I'm saying? Right, that, that, right. that gives us an opportunity. You know, I'm not going to throw four, but I can't guarantee I won't throw three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or like two or that's one. A, yeah. that, that's essentially what he said. So we technically have one, zero to three to work with um, when it comes to the interception category. And I think I think we're pretty good when you give us those odds, right? He kind of gave us a ceiling. And we know where the floor is, so just we got to build in between. Got 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 to build a defense. You know what I'm saying? Not not the build a bear, but the build a defense. <laughs> exactly. So, so we got yeah. we got we got it. You know, as I see this coming around now, it's Joe Burrow, and I, absolutely the guy's phenomenal. He just he had some. He's got a great string going on right now. He's really seeing the field well. He's. Uh, developed that good rhythm. He's got good stuff going. He's thrown 18 touchdowns versus six INTs, and the and the four of the six were in the first week. You know, this guy is spot on, a great quarterback, and they're going to have to get after him. But flipping it over quickly to the other side, the other guy that I'm a little bit concerned about is DJ Reader. They say he's he's getting close to coming off. Now, he's 
on the IR, I guess. But that guy is yeah. like 10 pounds of potatoes in a five-pound sack. He is really, you know, he is a, a big, large, and in charge on the inside there. He's a biscuit under 350, I'll bet. Well, I mean, and, and that's the thing. I mean, listen, he, he's, a, he's, in a, he's in the perfect place where we want him for right now, right? He's on the IR. Yeah, that's all. Not been activated yet. <laughs> And and also, you know, his his twenty one day window has not been activated, so he might I need a twenty eight day window. He's so large. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're saying a lunar cycle? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. We, we we he he's at new moon. We need him at full moon. So can you just give us about a month? <laughs> yes. Yes. So so yeah yeah. So I think that that's that's going to be one. One, I guess, you know, Bryce, about where you're talking about having to deal with the beef in the middle, and when you talk about reestablishing the run game, I think that is um, that is that's something that's positive. Now, obviously, you still have Josh Tupo there, um, right? He's which, another beef eater. He is a beef eater, but he's the beef eater that replaces the beef eater, right. and there's not really, you know, a beef eater that that replaces that. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, there's BJ I mean, Hill too. That's another one of those. Well, but but they both play at the same time, though. You know, so. They can't technically replace themselves. <laughs> technically. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You're correct on that, sir. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, any- no, you go to three. No, I'm going to go to nose. No, no. Wait a second. Who's coming off the field for us? Nobody. <laughs> just just stand just over there. Be st- close. Cause- stay there. You know, the, hey, when your feet click together and your knees are touching and you got your hands on your hips and you're just looking to the sky trying to absorb any air you can by any other means necessary, that's a good sign. That's Absolutely. Good sign. <laughs> Do you remember in Indy when, when uh, Dick LeBeau would have Casey Hampton run out to the hash mark or numbers and then back at times because, you know, you weren't sure whether you were going with your, your uh, you know, uh, with your nickel or their 3-4. And I remember Casey, you know, it was like yeah. he ran on and off the field so much he got really tired. And it was like, okay, only run to the numbers and then come back if you don't. They don't need you. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, ah, just stay on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> Casey they was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. He was just unbelievable. Oh, God. He was one of the best. I think you know he, as far as pure nose guards, man, what a player he was. Yeah, oh my. I mean, l- listen, when I talk, when you talk about just nose tackles and and the underrated performances of those guys, I mean. You know, Casey will never get in the Hall of Fame. Right. But when I tell you he was a Hall of Fame-worthy player. Right. Um, I mean, what he did and how he affected the stat sheet for everybody else was just absolutely tremendous. When you think about, you know, James Ferrier and Larry Foote compiling all those tackles. Yes. Casey Hampton. Right. When you think Correct. about James Harrison, <coughs> you know, and Lamar Woodley and – Joey Porter and Clark Hagens, I mean, those guys getting the one-on-ones or being able to set the edge and not worry about as much, you know, chipping issues, it's because of Casey Hampton. Right. You know, and, and between him, Kimo Von Olhoffen, Aaron Smith, Brett Kiesel, uh, Travis Kershke, I mean, everybody benefited from what Casey Hampton did because he was just that immovable object. And run game, forget about it. You run anything in the A gaps, you're not running anything in the A gaps. You you had to run B gap or wider. There was no such thing as a dive play. Yes. You know, yes. <laughs> yeah, like like he just he, he, he you he, might dive he at his feet, but that's about it. Yeah. 
you're diving to try and hopefully cut him and not like tweak your neck. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like that's about the best part that you could hope in that situation. Cause he also had logs for legs. So first of all, you have to get almost two inches off the ground first and foremost. Cause I mean, he just, he squatted so low. Yes. And was so strong. I mean, he would just bench press guys. I mean, the next closest equivalent to Casey during that era was probably Jamal Williams in San Diego. Okay, yeah. And even then, Jamal was nowhere near where where Casey was. He wasn't near as Uh, quick. No, he was not. And Casey, and if Casey wanted to take over and not do his three, four responsibilities, which was absorb two human beings and not let them go anywhere, and you let him rush upfield, who was stopping him? Yeah. No, he, the, no, nobody he'd tear apart him. the defense. I mean, yeah. because of the fact if he overplayed, you know, when especially with the cutback stuff, you know, that was if if Casey was allowed to just blow up a gap, <laughs> there's no stopping it. There, there just would be no stopping it. But he also, if he did not discipline himself, he would hurt the defense as much as he would help the defense with, you know, erratically just arbitrarily blowing up a gap. Yeah, exactly. It was just like it was just like Casey, just just go do damage. Like we're not even gonna call a play in. Yeah. Just let's see what let's see what you do. And yeah, it was it was phenomenal when you see it because he'd be in the backfield. He'd have you know in a series he'd have two out of, he'd have two out of the three TFLs. Mm-hmm. And then punt. It'd be a three and out because Casey was just unleashed for that series. Um, it was just it's tremendous. And you know I, I love Casey for that man. And when you think about bit, listen, he was the only big guy. That had two of the six pack oh, at yes. that size. Yeah, he had the upper two abs. I was like, "How in God's name did you? How like, does that work?" Yeah, exactly. I was like, "So the rest of it is well extra." I guess you got a case below the two. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. But I mean, but solid. I mean, not jiggly. He's not a jiggly dude. No, definitely Very not jiggly. Solid. So it, it's just it's crazy that you know sometimes God just blesses some people with those with, genetics. With the, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. He looked like I mean he's built like Thing from the Fantastic Four. Okay? Oh, yep, absolutely, absolutely. It's like yeah. it's like my buddy Greg, Craig Bingham. Greg Bingham, you know, he we played at Syracuse together and played here with, with Pittsburgh and everything. And that, it's like God gave him special genetics. I must have been behind the door when they were hand, when God was handing out some genetics there. He gave them all to Craig, man. I'll tell you what, that guy is such a stud. Good guy, good player, too. But the fact of the matter is, yeah, you got these guys that like Casey Hampton. Uh, you know, I, I look right at, at both um, DJ Reader and, and, and Josh Tupo. Those guys are big and huge, and they do absorb double teams really well. No, they they do, and I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, can can you tire them out? That's going to be the biggest thing, <laughs> yeah. um, which obviously isn't too hard, but I don't want us to get too far outside of our identity um, as far as what we established last week. Yeah. And that is being able to run effectively between the tackles. So I like where we're at now versus when we saw them week one. Because I think you won't have both guys coming off on the double team, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the whole you me conversation. No, it's me. No, it's you. No, it's me and you. No, no, we can't have two me's. We can't have two you's. Okay. So we got to make a decision. Uh, you know, one stays on, the other one comes off, and I think they're getting that. So I think that should be better, especially knowing that it's Tupo in there and that there is no DJ Reader relief um, to cut to come in there and also be just as imposing, so I like the fact that we have that. 
um, one guy down in the middle. But uh, but we'll here. Let's step aside because okay. we're we're on a wonky schedule here. We are. And let's yeah. So let let's get back up. <laughs> we want to apologize Wonky's for the for the perfect. delays. Yeah, I want to apologize for the delays of Steeler Nation, but we're going to get back on track here, and we'll come back with more, breaking down the Bengals, talking about the Steelers, here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely faster, definitely tighter windows. Um, you know, I came in with high expectations, obviously definitely met those. Um, so, you know, I have to be on point. The guys have to be on point with where they're getting in depth route wise and the timing and all that stuff. It all works together. So, you know, if one guy's a little off, it probably won't go our way. So that's what we're trying to get. Oh, yeah, that's Kenny Pickett talking about red zone troubles and foibles of the red zone. Look, everybody knows you get down around that 20-yard line, you're in the red zone. Now, can you punch it in from there? It's huge because to go all that way, Max, and come away with just a tray, meaning a field goal, that, that's, not, that's not winning football. Yeah, I get it. At times, you got to do that. But the fact of the matter is you want to finish off those drives and make sure you're getting your sevens. And one way that you got to do it is pinpoint passing. You got smaller windows, less real estate there. So you got to do the things that you got to do to make sure that you are able to nail those sevens when you get down there. No, absolutely. I mean, there were some great opportunities last week. Um, you know, we talked about it yesterday with Wes and, and the, the Najee Harris one along the goal line, like outstretched fingertips. Right, right. Uh, with, with, the, with the honey badger essence in the area. Yes. Uh, you know, missed opportunity there. And then, of course, go in for the field goal attempt. I mean, you know, we have to obviously make this work better for us because of the fact that you have, you know, Matthew Wright, <laughs> who had a rough day kicking. But, yes. I mean, but obviously kicked – the ones that we needed when we needed them, right? I mean, he did. He was two of what four on the day. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, definitely. You know, moving forward, especially when we're talking about Cincinnati, we're going to need a higher completion percentage than, than that um, to combat that. But you're right. I mean, maximizing when you get within that coveted area, the area that is green, but we refer to it as red, is when we see Christmas. That means it's the red zone, and so. You have to be extra careful, extra, you know, tight with your responsibilities, the route running. You can't freestyle it. You can't round stuff. You have to get to it, make the break, and get back because you're now dealing with that constricted field, that 12th defender on the back line. You already dealt with with the guy up the sidelines all the way up the field, right, especially if you're exactly. a wide receiver working with brackets. But – that 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 backline defender makes it so much tougher so everything has to be concise you know the interesting thing is it's getting close i mean you go back to the naji pass that was close with the honey badger in the vicinity as you pointed out there was also uh, deontay johnson down the right sidelines there that was an overthrow into the end zone yeah and then the mistiming on the back shoulder throw to the mooth right that was that's yeah. but it's close, okay. But close, but no cigar. Close only works in what horseshoes and hand grenades, right? So that's but correct. But Kenny is completing almost sixty-seven percent of his passes, 
and the Steelers are converting under 50% of their red zone trips into sevens. But I, I feel like they're making progress. And one of the most important things you said in that last bit when you were talking there was the fact you cannot lollygag, you cannot round uh, routes off. You got to make sure that you are, if it's a three step, you got a three step plant and, and cut. You know what I mean? You When you get to the top of your route tree or the, the stem point when you go, you got to make sure it's sharp and at high speed because everything is predicated on that timing and the smaller windows. No, a- absolutely. And, and I think those were perfect examples, you know, talking about Pat and Deontay and the pass attempts for them. Um, you know, and, and there's just – there's so much more, you know – like attention to detail and the additional just minute focus. And that comes with quarterback wide receiver relationship, understanding the leverage angles and just being that much more dialed in. Um, You know, yes, yes. Do you want to run in the red zone? Absolutely. You know, so you can actually utilize the play action, get some guys to bite and stiffen. But when they do, you've got to take full advantage because as you get deeper into the red zone, like guys can recover better because you know that there's a finite end to the uh, to the distance they can go, you know. And any right. DB worth their salt should be should be able to recover, you know, within 20 yards. Um, if you're say you're on the 10 yard line, right? Because from the 10 yard line to the back of the end zone is 20 yards. Yes. And if you are playing press, unless you're playing in Canada, to, <laughs> that is true. Unless you're in Can, but good thing is. We don't have any Canadian teams. <laughs> Buffalo stayed in Buffalo. They didn't move to right. Toronto. So we have no Canadian teams. So no pink money and no extra long fields and extra people involved. Uh, that's the saving grace. <laughs> but I think but I think that's that's what you have to kind of do. And I think that's something that Kenny kinda of, kinda of briefly touched on, you know, when he's talking about the attention and the focus and the detail. It's like it's right there. I mean, think about how many games earlier this year, right? Think about how many Deontay passes. <laughs> and, yeah and attempts, you know, in the red zone for a touchdown or right near it to move the chains, and then it's like an inch or two off, right? And and, and it's just it's frustrating. But like I said, that's the part of growth, right? And mm-hmm. hopefully they learn from that mistake and that this time, instead of having those four field goal attempts, you just cut Matthew right down to two because you're, cause, uh, you've converted two of those potential field goal attempts into actual converted touchdown points and you know it's going to be fun to watch that because I think this secondary for the Bengals is one that you know it's okay I don't think they were quite where they were when we're talking about like a year ago um you know how, how just how good they were on the edge I mean Jesse Bates is still very good Von Bell I mean he's got four interceptions he's good yeah no he's good they're good but Eli Apple, ah, not yeah. so much. Uh, Cam, Cam Taylor, um, the other little corner kid, the yep. rookie, um, he's susceptible uh, at the same fact. So I think there's some opportunities on the outside that's going to be managing those guys in the middle. And I think that's where you have to have the presence of Zach Gentry and Pratt Fryermuth to draw their attention. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So, so that you can get to the outside. Um, and throw on throw on those guys and get force them into man situations. You know, if they have success rushing four with Hendrickson and um, Hubbard, that's that that's going to be a challenge um, because they'll feel like they can drop in the zone, right? You don't right. have to add that extra blitzer. Yep. But 
if you can run it effectively and you can block up the four-man rush and put them into man because they have to dedicate more guys to putting pressure on Kenny Pickett, that's where that's where the opportunity is. That's the opportunity zone. You know, it's interesting because what Fryermuth have like ten grabs in the season opener. I hit a bunch of catches. Yeah, you know they're going to try to shut him down. You know, I mean that's going to be that's going to be job one for them. I think they're going to go. But I look at it. You go. You talk about the Eli Apple. You talk about the Chidobe Awuzie, the, the Trey Flowers, and all the other guys. Um, those guys outside the numbers, you can get after them. This this could be a big outside the number type of afternoon for Kenny. If again, I don't even know what the weather is going to be because oh, because of the fact that you know you got snowmageddon coming up up in Buffalo uh, this weekend. Yeah. I wonder if how much we get of that. Yeah, no, I, I mean that would be uh, that would be interesting. Uh, uh, but Awuzie is on IR. Oh, so yes, you're right. Yeah, so you're right. so so that that's why the rookie Cam. I was Cam watching Taylor the game. Britt, I was rewatching the game this morning. Yeah, and I totally totally whiffed on that. Thank you. Yeah, no, no. I just want to make sure. For journalistic integrity, right? Absolutely. To keep us all on the same page. That's yeah, the way to that, go. That's one of those. So that's why I think there's an additional opportunity there because you have a rookie yes. in there. But um, here, let's step aside, Wolf, because on the other side, it's not only the greatest hour in all of radio sports programming <laughs> because cause I named it so and it's unofficially the greatest one ever, but we have the double treat. We got a little we got a little breeze yesterday. Little, <laughs> little little wind blow. This time we're getting the full tropical storm of, of cool breeze in and of itself with Mr. Jerry Dulac coming up in the power hour here in the locker room. So we're gonna step aside to make sure we have plenty of time to take the breeze in, to smell what, what the wind is blowing in our direction. Hopefully it's something nice and trop Oh, sorry, sorry. I just messed this up. There you go. Completely, Wolf. I messed it up. <laughs> well, and you didn't. You just, just let me go. You just let me go. Well, I was checking I'm something. I didn't hear you. Yeah, I didn't hear you because I was I was checking something on the on the computer. We're all screwed up. You know what? What? Are anywho, you gonna do? anywho, it's wax. The day it, it's the Wexinator himself. I apologize. Jim Wexel is coming up next. Not Jerry Dulac. It is Jim Wexel. When we step aside and come back into the power, <laughs> hopefully, we hopefully issues, we'll, 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 we're, we're going to get back on track. we got a full hour to get back on track. The train has, has tilted a little bit, but we're going to get back on the right on the right rails. <laughs> we get back here in the locker room. Wolf and Starks. We're in trouble. Here at SNR and ESPN Radio. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility.